Do you know what the three types of fears are and how to combat them or how to make them work for you as a caregiver? Stay tuned. There's a lot more in store. Hey, everybody. This is Nancy May from Doing It Best with Elder Care Success. And this is a winter short. What are winter shorts? Winter shorts are tips, tricks, and ideas to get you through the short or longer winter days that might be just a little bit more tough. And every day counts. So stay tuned for this next winter short. Hi there, it's Nancy, and I'm so glad that you've joined me here today on another episode of the Elder Care Success short version for wintertime. As I promised earlier in the season, I'm going to be digging into some of the emotions that we deal with as caregivers, love and compassion, stress and anxiety, guilt, frustration and anger, which we've already done, sadness and grief, isolation and loneliness, gratitude and fulfillment, resentment, relief and fear. Fear is what we're dealing with today. Fear is something that I have dealt with on and off as a caregiver, and I'm pretty sure you have too. We've all dealt with fear at some point in our lives, and it stops us from doing good things, and it also stops us from doing bad things. And that's a good thing. But when fear stops us from taking action, especially as a caregiver, that can be a problem. And today, I'm going to deal with three aspects of fear that you might not have even thought about. Well, I'm pretty sure you probably thought about one of them, at least. But the three aspects are the fear of what might happen. I've been there, done that. The fear of what's happening in the moment. I've seen that one stop people dead in their tracks. No pun intended. And the fear of what's next. That one grips the head, the heart, and the physical body, sometimes more than the others. Let's start with the fear of what might happen. This one was sort of my Achilles heel. I tend to overthink things, and some of us do too. I'm pretty sure of that. But overthinking things can sometimes really create a ball and chain effect for ourselves. Being in the moment is more often than not more helpful to those that we care for and ourselves. But fear of what might happen. Fear of what it's going to look like. Fear of what might happen if they don't make it to a certain point. Fear of what might happen after I leave. Fear of what might happen if I just take some time off to myself. That's a biggie. Not just for myself, but for others. And fear of what might happen is something that we really can't predict. Or at least it's very difficult to predict. You can get an idea of what things might look like if something happened, like a fall or an accident. God forbid, dad keeps driving for some reason or another or finds the keys when he shouldn't and something happens there. I know we've seen that instance with others and it's not a pretty one. But here's how you deal with the fear of what might happen. The same process goes for all the other fears. But let me start here. Start by saying, What is it that I'm afraid of? Am I afraid of a fall? Am I afraid of an accident? Am I afraid of them dying? Well, that's going to happen. But the problem there is, what does it look like when it's happening? And it's still a fear of what might. The next step is to really ask yourself, how does it hurt? What does that feel like to you? Why does it hurt? Understand the fear that you're facing right then and put some words around it. 
And then ask yourself, how can it help me? And what can I do about it? Quite often, the fear of what might happen is something that we can't do anything about. But there are a few things that you can. For example, the fear of what might happen if mom and dad falls in their house. Well, there are all sorts of tips and tools and tricks that you can do there, including cameras and fall call buttons. And we're going to have an expert in on that one. But there are ways that you can protect somebody that you love and yourself from the fear of what might happen, not all the time, but the little ones that happen in the home or around the home. At least you can put some bumpers on it. I say that figuratively, not literally. The next step is to take some small action to try and address the fear of what might happen. If it's all in your head, you can work out the horrible scenarios of what it's going to look like, the dark, fuzzy clouds, whatever that might be. But the darkness is not going to help you. Try and understand the bright side of what might happen. All right, maybe not an accident, but in reality, the bright side of what you might be able to do to actually help somebody if that happens. So putting a positive spin on it does help a little bit. I know that kind of sounds a little disgustingly cheery, but the reality is stuff happens. I'm being polite there. And when it does, you want to be able to think positive and strong for yourself and for those that you love and take care of. The next fear is the fear of what's happening in the moment. This is almost worse than the first one. Actually, it is worse than the first one because the fear of what's happening in the moment will cause problems if you don't know what to do. Trust yourself to be able to act well and strong to help somebody in the fear of that moment. The fear of the moment for them, but even more so the fear of the moment for you. Chances are you've got that adrenaline running through your body, that dopamine that's going at 100 million miles an hour, and all you can think of is, God, I feel like I've just had that cup of coffee, and what do I do? panic sets in. First of all, fear of the moment and panic is not going to help anybody, least of all you. Like we did in the first process, take literally a second, because especially in emergencies, you're going to have to think about this fast, is what is it that you're facing? What is it that you have to deal with for yourself and for your loved one? Depends on the situation as far as who comes first. But if it's you, what do you need to think about or what does it look like? What does it sound like? What are the words? Say them out loud fast. I'm afraid of this happening now. I don't know who to call. I don't know what to do. Well, the first thing to call in an emergency is 911. Or if you need a little help in getting somebody off the floor, it could be a neighbor, a friend, a relative who's living with you or visiting. That takes practice. Well, you can't really practice for emergencies or fear of moments. But you can build skills to become better at what you do. Sometimes just a little practical advice or common sense comes into play really well here. Although they do say that common sense isn't so common. The key here is to not panic. Panic creates anxiety, frustration, and bigger problems. I have great faith and belief that everybody who's listening, that you really do know what to do in an instance like this. And trust me, if it's a little wonky and it doesn't feel perfect, don't worry about it. Fear in the moment and taking action is key to resolving an issue for your head, your heart, and for somebody else that you love. Typically somebody else that you love at the moment. Then finally, the fear of what's next. Whoa, this is a heavy one. I had a conversation just the other day with a dear friend who is dealing with this themselves. 
and she just didn't know what to do. I know that the biggest gift that she gave herself was to say out loud, I don't know what's next. I've never done this before. I'm afraid. Sometimes just admitting that you're afraid out loud and hearing it yourself is the best gift that you can give yourself. Admitting fear is not a weakness. It's a strength. It gives you a foundation to move forward, one small step at a time. Hearing those words from your own mouth or from somebody else's is okay. In fact, I think it's a pretty good thing to do because you hear those words and they become real. Fear is a real thing that we deal with day in and day out, no matter who we are, caregiver or not. It could be fear of asking for a raise. It could be a fear of going to see a neighbor who's passing. It could be a fear of watching your kids grow up and not being there. It could be a lot of things. Or it could be a fear of something really special that you want to do, and you're just afraid to do it. But fear in caregiving is a big one. And admitting that fear is something that we just don't go through day in and day out. Understanding it is key. As I said earlier, saying or admitting that you're afraid out loud helps make it real. Ask yourself, why are you afraid? How can you make that one small step to move forward? As a kid, I used to have nightmares. Well, I guess we all have nightmares as children, and sometimes we have nightmares as adults. But I remember my mom calmly sitting me down when I woke up terribly afraid and frightened of what had happened during that night, in my brain, obviously, and I was scared out of my gourd. It was really silly when you think about it. Nightmares aren't real. Sometimes they are. In this case, my mom was a pretty wise lady, and she still is in my heart and my spirit. She would always help me work through my fears, especially nightmares. Mom would sit me down at the table and say, let's talk about it. Like I said here, what is it? What is it that you're afraid of? Then she would work backwards and ask, so how does that relate to something that happened today? What did you see? What did you hear? What did you experience? And how does that relate to that nightmare or that fear? And we'd talk it out. It could be a TV show. It could be a story I read. It could be something I saw on the street. It could be something I saw somebody doing. Whatever it was, it was real. Then she'd say, okay, what can we do to address that? And we did. We talked about it. Sometimes it couldn't do anything. But quite frankly, just understanding and verbalizing what I was afraid of and what I saw, heard, read, or whatever it was, made it go away. It's all a figment of our imagination in some cases. Fear. Fear isn't real. Or can it be? Ideally, it's not. Fear is something we can't physically put our hands around. We can sometimes put our head around it. But when we do that, we can actually zap it from those brains and do something about it. The idea is that Fear shouldn't have to stop you in your tracks. And as a caregiver, fear can sometimes be a motivator to move us forward to do what's right for ourselves and for our loved ones. My message in this short episode is to understand fear as much as you can. Fear about a parent's health, a loved one's health, the future, as well as your own ability to manage the caregiving responsibilities, both physically, financially, and emotionally. You can cope. Yes, eventually there's going to be a loss and it's going to hurt. But saying that out loud sometimes is the best way to cope and put our hands around fear and make it a little bit more gentle 
and something that we can manage going forward. Fear is a common emotion among every caregiver. Please understand that you're not alone when you're afraid. Just take these small steps and actions, and I'm pretty sure you're going to feel just a little bit better. Think about what my mom did with me as a young child. She even did it with me as an adult. All those days were gone, but I don't fear anymore, and I hope you don't too. Go forward with strength and support and love, and understand that we're always here for you at Elder Care Success. If you like this show, and I hope you do, please share it with a friend, a family member, and anybody else who's going through a fearful moment, something that you can help them with. It can be your gift to them, because it's my gift to you. We'll see you soon, and we'll hear you soon. Take care, be well, and visit us at Elder Care Success on YouTube. Love to you all, and be fearless. I have faith in you, and I know you've got faith in yourselves. Take care. This show is sponsored by Caremanity, the publishers of How to Survive 911 Medical Emergencies, a step-by-step guide before, during, and after. For your own personalized free file of life, go to www.howtosurvive911.com. All trademarks, brands, and comments are not intended to be substitutes for medical, financial, or legal advice. Please consult a medical, legal, or financial professional for issues relevant to your own personal situation. This show is produced by Caremanity LLC. All rights reserved. Caremanity LLC.